0: episode of the Nick Bob podcast is brought to you by hello windows and doors when it's time to get some new windows or a new door you gotta go with Pella why well because they can provide window and door solutions to literally any home and because the people are fantastic Steve Vince Clint Brian everybody with Pella they're all great and you know what else is great the peace of mind of knowing you're gonna be working with Pella the entire time you might be going what do you mean well do you realize I didn't know this That when you work with some other window companies, all of a sudden questions pop up like, who's going to install it? Who's going to pre-finish it? And before you know it, you're working with like four or five different people. Ugh! You want the convenience and simplicity of working with one company, not three or four. That's Pella. Check them out on the web, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. All right, on the pod today, Bo Rude, my best friend. You hear him all the time in this pod, like he needs some sort of introduction. But uh, former first-team All-B-12 linebacker. He's been my boy since we were in preschool, grew up playing sports together. Uh, you know, you hear him on the MJ Last Dance recap pods, the Husker recap pods, the wine pods. I mean, you hear this guy all the time on the podcast. Uh, but we wanted to sit down and have a nice long chat about a, a couple of really interesting quotes coming out of the Nebraska football program. yet Bill Moose doubling down on six wins being what he's hoping for this coming season. And then Scott Frost opening up on Adrian Martinez saying that his preparation wasn't as sharp last year. He was a little lax in his preparation. He got a little too comfortable that there wasn't necessarily any competition behind him, which was really interesting to hear because, you know, Frost hadn't gone there with talking about Martinez like that. But there was a lot to dissect and discuss with both of those quotes. And we did a deep dive on both topics. And, of course, when it's, you know, me and Bo and we get together, we get silly. We have some fun. Uh, We talked about the 4th of July and we... Power ranked our favorite fireworks and our least favorite fireworks and all that stuff. So there's a lot in this pod. Uh, let's get to it. Here is yours truly and Bo Rude talking Fourth of July fireworks and Nebraska football. Enjoy. All right, we are here. Uh, it is not a wine pod with Bo Robert Rude. It's a Lacroix pod. It's Tuesday at three. Like you and I had, it. you and I had pretty much two bottles of wine a few days ago. Now, we didn't record a podcast during that time, but it just, I don't know. I mean, I have wine we could get, but I just, do we, should we just stay hydrated with sparkling water instead?
1: I think the, what's the, is it the F what? Not FCA, but they would have censored us <laughs> oh, after two bottles on Friday. Oh, so man. We, Probably a good thing that we didn't Smart. do a wine Smart. pot after Smart. that. But yeah, it's good.
0: Hydrate let's, right now. Let's stay hydrated. So i about boozing on a Tuesday afternoon. You kind of need to reevaluate yourself. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I think Tuesday might be the least boozeable day. Monday, you're like, you can you can kind of be like, we're still, you know.
1: It's <laughs> still rolling. <laughs> <laughs>
0: man, I'm in denial that it's the week and that the weekend's over. Wednesday, you can be like, man, I just, you know what, man? Matt Davidson here for, for drinking on a Wednesday. I just, it's a huge move. What about Greg Sharp? Greg Sharp, and it's a touchdown. It's a touchdown on a beer on a Wednesday. And the brass is going to drink on Wednesday. <laughs> But that's what it feels like, you know. But t- Thursday, you can definitely drink.
1: Let me ask you this: Have you ever in your life done hair on the dog? What's hair on the dog? It's like when you you wake up and then- I
0: literally, as you said, hair. I thought you were gonna say heroin. I was gonna be like, Have "You ever done no. hair?" Hey, Owen, question. <laughs> you ever done? Crack, it. Okay, no, okay, so. What ha- have what's, I? What's
1: hair on the dog? That's when you wake up and like, you know, if you wake up, roll a bed, you crack a beer. Like you're not going to give yourself a chance yeah. to feel like a bad hangover. Which, I'd say we have a couple of friends that do this regularly, Yes. right? It's yes. part of their life. I I maybe have done this once <laughs> or twice. Have you
0: ever the, done hair on the time, dog? One time. First ever trip to Vegas when I was 21. Woke up, felt awful. The day we were the day I was flying home, and there was one beer left in the little mini fridge. And I had heard about this, you know, being like, dude, the way to beat a hangover is Matt Davidson here for beating the hangover. Huge beer. Huge beer. And it's a hangover. And the hangover is gonna win the football game. But so I cracked it open and I had it. I don't remember it doing I remember it kind of being like the. To me, I feel like yeah. I'd just like, I'd Keith Kachuk if I had a, if I haired on the dog. Nowadays.
1: You know, when you're 21, you're superhuman anyway, so you can do anything. And it's kind of <laughs> like, well, that, I tried it. It was fine. But like, try, like, I, I don't know that that works for me anymore. Like, my, oh, did you? Have you done it? Not in, not in a decade, probably. But you
0: did it at some point in your Sure.
1: Life. Yeah. I've done it. I've tried it a few times. It, it's just not for me. My, my body kind of pre noon is just kind of like, nah, we're, you know, it's like, <laughs> It's like if you fill your car up with like cottage cheese, you're like <laughs> instead of gas. Like, give me some gasoline. We'll finish with
0: cottage cheese on the way home. Oh man! But so you, know, you and I are more like just to just accept what's happening and accept that you need to eat and you need another nap. You need to drink water because if you're if you're yeah. gonna like get back on it again at some point,
1: but. Every year you get older, that gets more, more difficult.
0: It's honest. And I've always been on the wuss side of hangovers. Like, I mean, I am like a, so no, I'm, I'm totally with you on that. Uh, I did want to, before we get into, there were some juicy, juicy quotes from Bill Moose and Scott Frost that we have to dissect. But by the time people are listening to this, they're going to be probably like packing up and getting ready to go to a pool, a lake or whatever, get ready to their 4th of July festivities I've never Fourth of July's hands down my favorite holiday. Is it's it? F- it's your favorite over 100%. Thanksgiving, Christmas. Too? Yes, yes. Ooh. I'm out. On, I'm kind of sneaky out on Christmas. I'm out on it. You're out on. Oh, it? Oh, it's, it's the stress. What? I'm just the stress of it. Outside of Home Alone, I'm kind of out on Christmas.
1: So is that because of all lot- of the obligations with family and gatherings and presents and wrapping
0: and all the. All the things. Let me ask you a question. Fourth of July coming up, what obligation do you have? Other than have a ton of fucking fun and get outside and hang with you, right? Okay, and it's also Christmas, the most- like, are we going to your aunts? Or are we going to your uncles? Or we, which one are we going to first? No, no, no. Last year, we went to aunts, and then, we, and then uh, did you rep the present? <laughs> what are we getting him? What did we get him? Did you get that? No, I didn't. Like It's just like, oh, God, this is awful. It does sound bad. Um, I just love it. I mean, it is,
1: it is. It's the most American day of the year, and it's it's almost the most summer, summery thing you can do in that three-month window right, of summer. Right. It's 4th of July. Actually, the whole week kind of feels you, that. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's just. The flags drought out in the lawn. Yeah, the flat, it's I the love birth of that.
0: America, which is great. And then I just like everything about it. You're outside, hot weather, you're at. A, a lake or a pool, you, you, you know. Mm-hmm. Beers, you're grilling. There's fireworks at night. You're you're with like, it's one of the few holidays where you can like be with your friends. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like you you can be with your family you and be with great friends. Like I just love everything about the Fourth of July.
1: I don't know that I knew this was your, Head and oh, Shoulders your favorite.
0: Yeah. Well, what's your favorite? Oh, that's tough. <laughs> <laughs> what's even in the running? Like not
1: what? not Easter. <laughs> I mean, like Easter's like Easter egg hunts. It's like even when I was like four, I was like, I don't. (laughs) I don't think so, Mom. Let me
0: tell you, Mava love. I mean, hiding eggs. Mava Mava would have an Easter egg hunt every day of the year. But maybe that is when I think of Easter, I think of just. I feel like I'm wearing an uncomfortable outfit. Like when I picture Easter, you like you wear your most uncomfortable like sweater and like khakis. You just like. I feel like it's just not. Yeah. Well, it, what are, what's even the, so? Like in the running would be Easter, Fourth of July, Thanksgiving, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas,
1: Thanksgiving, Christmas. Usually, oh. I'd say that most people take Thanksgiving, Christmas as one or two. Like that's yeah. your your first or second, and Fourth of July can be up there. But I think those are probably the big three for Americans. Like
0: Valentine's Day in there. That's not oh,
1: a- Don't don't tell my wife. I just <laughs> I scoffed at that. <laughs> no, honey, I mean. Yeah. I, I love, love Valentine's Day too. I love
0: I love Valentine's Day.
1: That one day a year that we can show each other oh, how much man. we care.
0: Ah. Oh. shouts out to Ralph Wiggum giving an I, choose, or, no, it was I choo choo. No, Lisa that gave Ralph I choo, choo choo choos you with a picture of a choo choo train on it. Oh, that's great. But so what? What's your if you had a gun to your head? What's oh, your fave? I think this... you can go Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is number two for me. Oh. Man. Are you a Halloween uh, guy on the line? Not I wouldn't go Halloween. I would go I think like you're uh, gonna go Christmas. You're gonna go there. I think I'm gonna go Christmas. Wow. I didn't you learn something about your best friend every day. Look at this. I would have thought there's nothing you don't know about me and there's nothing I don't know about you. But we're we're learning things about each other.
1: Um Fourth of July I would it's up there though. I'm not gonna Some people poo poo Fourth of July, Shh. not me. I'm I'm a huge fan.
0: It's up there. My favorite Fourth of July. Well, I have a couple favorite Fourth of Julys. One was the first time I put my arm around a girl and asked her to be my girlfriend. I was there. You were there. That was great. Seven summer. Of seventh we all grade. we all won that day. Just so you <laughs> oh, know. I, I don't think I don't think I've ever had more swag than when I walked away from a fireworks show with a girlfriend at like twelve years old.
1: And your boys were
0: behind you, like
1: we what? did it a girl we did it
0: you touched a girl
1: man one of us put our shoulder. arms around huge a girl
0: touch of the shoulder huge touch
1: it was a big win it was, it was a big huge. win for the group it was big i don't we know we all won why is that, that like a group of friends like especially young kids <laughs> like when one person wins you all win right and that's the truth like it's amazing all of a sudden we
0: all lifted up it felt like we all were dating this young woman at the time oh it was great. Second one was cross Lake, Minnesota, watching fireworks at our our good pal Doug Dieter's house. Like just just the best. Like it is, it
1: is. and that's why I, I have Fourth of July up there. Is it's it's been in Minnesota the last
0: you know however many years, and it's been it's been awesome, great up memories up in the lake. Oh my gosh. Okay, speaking of kind of reflecting on on fireworks, I didn't think we'd go eight minutes on nonsense with with the Fourth of July, but uh, I can't think of with the, I say I love the 4th of July, but I feel like my notice when I named things, I didn't name fireworks. Like I, I can't think of anything that I want to spend money on less than fireworks. Agreed. And that's, I used to feel differently. Oh yeah. When we were growing up, like, yeah, I love them growing up, spent right.
1: lots of money. And then somewhere. But it's along not the your lines, money. <laughs> no. No, <laughs> It was not probably my money. It was money. not my money. I wouldn't. I mean, But I got my hands on some money. Oh, no question. And that money that I got my hands on yes. went to
0: fireworks. I mean, so I just, I don't have that bone in my body to be like, I just dropped 120 on fireworks. I just don't, I don't know. I don't, that's not in me. Um, one other thought, and then I want to get to my favorite fireworks and least favorite fireworks, and we'll get to the juicy quotes. There are few things more terrifying than when you are lighting off fireworks and you light one and it doesn't go off. In the, in the and the wick burns. The way so no, oh, no, the just, wick burns. Go, the, the, the wick bone. Yeah, the wick oh. burns and it doesn't go off. And now you got to kind of hurt locker the <laughs> firework. Like the definition of suburban <laughs> courage to me uh. is approaching a firework that has been lit and doesn't go off. Oh yeah. I mean that's. I mean you might as well. I mean what do you do? You got to call like the bomb squad.
1: Yeah, you gotta. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> You find the guys like you know, the friend that's just like willing, the willing friend that he'll do anything, and it's you know let's call that's him where- Greg. And, no, not Greg, because Greg Sharp, but um, <laughs> let's call him
0: Bart Simpson. Yeah, basically you gotta just, have Bart Simpson in your in like, your friend group. Go light it, you know. Go go check it. And You got your punk. Why is that a, called a punk? But you gotta have the, an extra long punk, and you gotta like really. Is gotta, called a punk? Yeah, right. You gotta. in it called a punk or am I tripping? I, I don't remember. I think it's called a punk. You need like Giannis. Giannis could get a long ways away and light fireworks a foot wingspan. I mean, that's what you need. Okay. I wrote down my four favorite fireworks growing up and then my four least favorite fireworks. And this excludes like real fireworks at a real fireworks show. I don't For even sure. know what those would be called. This, is, call this
1: the, is street you, fireworks, not show fireworks.
0: That's the better way to put it than <laughs> what well. I just said. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do you want my my least favorite? You want my you want to start best worst? Where are you? Want I want to the worst first. Okay. first year. <laughs> I bet you'll be able to guess this. All right. There's gonna be a theme with three of my four, and it's called safety. Cause I let's let's keep it safe here, I know people. This. Okay. I know this. Number one. <laughs> any firework whose sole mission is to be as humanly loud as possible with no visual. You know, the ones where it's like, you light it, and then it's just,
1: boom! Oh,
0: yeah. Like, so, M80, Black Cat, like, I'm out on those. Any
1: big explosion.
0: Any big explosion. You know that where, like, you kind of, like, feel it, and you're like, it rushes through your, like, stomach? I'm out on that.
1: Yeah, we were at the lake this weekend, and there's this kid that had a, he had a serious mullet. Let's just say that. Sir. So I
0: kept big shock. He had I, explosive fireworks with well, him. Well, and I kept
1: calling him Mullet Man. We drive by in the boat. Go, look at that kid! I call him Mullet Man. <laughs> but Mullet Man, when we weren't looking, threw up a. It must have been an M100, and oh. it was. You thought it was so loud and so shocking that I mean, <laughs> the whole boat basically took cover. And we look over and Mullet Man smiling, and I'm just like, yeah, I don't like that. I I I used
0: to like it, and now I'm like, no, no, don't do that mullet man. Help me understand. You had, did a black cat explode in your hand? What happened with that? When you I were like a, in third I think grade, I had a, you had a rush. I had a, you know, what is it called when there are all, there's a yeah. hundred of I them. I don't know, but I don't know. I, it was about. a strip of them, a yeah, strip we'll of black
1: that. cats. And I lit it and I held, held it too long? too long and it started going off as I was. And I mean, burnt me my hand up pretty good. Did it? I, yeah. I just,
0: you had it. That was a summer. You had like a string of like three or four, like could have been catastrophic things happened to you, and yes. somehow they kind of all ended up okay. So, like, but your your hand was... Hand got burnt decently. I mean, okay. it did not, like, blew it up. It right, was just, right.
1: like, burns,
0: right? Who was it? Was it Jason Pierre-Paul that... Who was the football player that, like, yeah, blew Pierre up? Paul. Yeah, paul Yeah, right? Yeah. So, again, safety people. That's number one. Number two, least favorite firework, bottle rockets. Again, I'm a safety guy. Ooh. Bo- First of all, bottle rockets were... Ill- Are they still illegal in, that was like... part of the... Part of, it, like, if you had your hair, like, if you show up to school, like, and you're like,
1: check in my backpack, <laughs> check it out. pick a look, peek in there, peek in there, like, those bottle rockets, what kind, like, oh crap, man, you crossed some state lines, like, you went to Iowa, I mean, you yeah, got yeah, 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 it's yeah, called yeah. bootlegging,
0: guys, it's yeah. called bootlegging. See, that's...
1: Nick, I think I'm gonna disagree hardcore <laughs> with this. Bottle rockets and your t- your your
0: least favorites. I would have been more terrified. Like it was more risky to have a whole pack of bottle rockets and like a brick of cocaine. Like if someone Otherwise, would check it out, like check a brick of cocaine, and be like, whatever. Bottle. But bottle rockets. Okay, here's an argument for you. Okay, just sound
1: effect alone. Tell me you don't like this. <laughs> that alone. <laughs> it's not bad you know you like that sound where it when it shoots every kid's going this is
0: great hey the theme is safety people it just they were illegal for a reason i don't question why we've made them illegal but i'm just gosh see i was that guy that like when i was with everybody and they're like grab a couple bottle rockets i was just like don't be a puss just do it but i was terrified Mm -hmm. sneaky terrified and you'd never shoot one out of your hand would you no no Come on, that's man. where it that that takes a couple so, of years to get to that. So let's then I'll just go to my third one again, Roman candles. Safety. This is it. Did you I don't I feel like I had a Roman candle fight, but I think my whole thought was to just like I think I stayed on the outskirts of the fight and waited for everybody to just like run out and I then I remember I like, Wow, were... that was crazy, man. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Nick, did you shoot anybody? I'm like Psh. How uh, many, did, did, I how shoot many did I shoot? It's not a question of if. It's how many, man. Wow, what a extreme fight we were in! It's a crazy fight, man. Wow, but I, I, oh, Roman but see, candle fights.
1: So we did those and bottle rockets. Afterwards, you put the bottle rocket in the Roman candle. Yeah, and I did. took one. I took a uh, a bottle rocket to the eye out of the Roman candle. You know, so that was that's when I was beginning to retire from fireworks. When I took it in the eye, I I closed the eyelid. Luckily, it saved the eye. But I mean, I took one in the eye.
0: See, this is what I'm saying though. Think about so all the dumb. catastrophic things that almost <laughs> so, happened to you. This, I'm so out on all dumb. this stuff, okay? Uh. All right. Then the fourth. So I have, you know, any firework whose sole mission be as loud as possible. M80 black cats, bottle rockets, Roman candles, and then snakes. You let it, to me snake. Some firework manufacturer said, "Let's make a firework that is basically looks like someone's taking a poop and see if people will buy it." What is exciting about lighting a snake and it just like, just creates like a log? Let me ask you this,
1: though. Be honest with me. (laughs) Be very honest with me. Okay. If I told you I was going to light a snake right now, would you not
0: want to (laughs) kind of see it? (laughs) Of all the fireworks, what would be the best right now? It makes me feel funny, though. It's like you're looking at something that you shouldn't be looking at, it's it's disgusting. I don't
1: know why I think they're growing on me just thinking about
0: them. (laughs) I'm not gonna lie. Like, if if you said, Hey, I'm gonna go in that room and light a snake.
1: You come watch. (laughs)
0: Like, this
1: is is, is not bad.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. I think I disagree with every one of your choices. (laughs) Okay, so that's my worst. Um, My favorite ones are all like, Hey, guys, here we go. (laughs) So I like spinners. Oh,
1: spinners are tight. Spinners are the break dancers of, oh,
0: just like, just go, go, and then they kind of go up in the air and oh, they hit yeah. them I and they're like Nate Robinson, like playing basketball. That's right. Spinners are. I love spinners. Spinners are good. Spinner, you with me on the spinners? That would be maybe tops right now over snakes to see what room are you going in—the spinner room or the snake? Yeah, room? Yeah, you're right. Okay. You're right. Two, and this grew on me. I used to kind of be anti parachutes. I love the parachutes too. <laughs> Those are good. Enjoy. <laughs> you just, like we did. We were a bit. We were out at the lake, and you would try to run and catch the parachutes. Oh. Great time. Let me tell you, you won't have a better time. And this is where. Then I like fountains. You just light them, and they're just colorful, and they stay on the ground, and they. they this is the first one you're out on. You're out on fountains. Uh,
1: I, I. You know. I. The novelty <laughs> of a fountain right now. I don't know. I'm not seeing it.
0: And then my last one. This may shock you because it allows me to get into my own world with it. I, I'm i not going to lie. You you're offer a Nick Boss sparkler. <laughs> I'm kind of crunk. You and six-year-old girls. <laughs> I Sparklers. You, you're telling me you're not pumped at dusk on the 4th of July to have a sparkler in your hand and you can, I mean, you can do different dances? What do I even say to this right now? Come on, man. I'll give it to you, though. I'll give it to you. Okay. My honorable mention on, I don't know whether where to categorize them. Where do we come out on snap pops where you just, like, throw them down and say.
1: Uh, out on them. I think I had a, <laughs> there was a young kid a couple of years ago that was throwing those at my feet. And he thought it was funny. And yeah. I went to a bad, I was almost at the you, place. You were like, almost ready to you know, Mike Tyson like, him. Yeah. Like, yeah. Th- that's what those end up with when you're not that kid. Right. You're the guy getting them thrown at your feet, and you're going, oh, I hate these things.
0: The only thing with Snap Pops that are good, great for, like, kids that want to be, you know, for, like, Mava. Yeah. She wants, she's four, four and a half, like, she wants to, I want to do fireworks. Like, this allows her to feel like she's doing fireworks in a relatively safe fashion.
1: Yeah.
0: Um... Have you ever snapped one in your finger? Like what can can you do that? Could you get one to like go? I would think you could. And then where we come out on smoke bombs. Uh. (laughs) I don't know Um. what I I don't know how I feel. I'm like, I've never had something I'm more indifferent on. I'm like, I I don't dislike them. They stink a little bit. Do they stink? They stink a little bit.
1: Yeah. I mean they're okay.
0: That's I, so why I wrote. I wrote smoke bombs. Can't decide if they're cool or lame. <laughs> can't decide. I can't decide. I don't can't know decide. how I feel about them. So naturally, I think that means you probably don't like them. But you I'm not. Don't like I'm not them. Angry about them. Yeah. Okay. Would you rather light off a smoke bomb or a snake? Snake. For sure. I kind of want. It might what be a,
1: what I want. What about a
0: tank? Do tanks just kind of like that's, go?
1: That's the thing that when you started talking fireworks, your mind went to a tank. I hadn't thought about a tank in 25 years. And I realized, wow, how cool is that though? That thing starts going and it's kind
0: of fun. Not tank, you get a faulty tank, and you're like, I feel like you get bitch. a lot
1: of faulty tanks.
0: Well, I mean, so I don't know. That uh <laughs> that's am I missing any? Is there any one I'm missing? Any big one? Um Spinner's number one for me. A spinner's
1: sweet to I forgot about spinners, that's why I'm it's I'm happy. They come
0: in like those little like lifesaver looking little things. Yeah, yeah. they're
1: sweet. I think dude. you covered the main one. I mean okay. parachutes, Roman candles, black
0: cat. I mean all that stuff. It's terrifying. So... I mean think about it. you almost lost an eye yeah. and you almost blew up your hand. And you're still going to bat for for black Roman cats or for Roman no for candles. Roman
1: candles. I'm out on black cats. Never like
0: black cats. But but for bottle rockets and Roman candles you're still you'll still argue? Uh you
1: uh, yeah. I'll still argue, especially bottle rockets. I think they're Okay. the bottle rocket is as American of a firework
0: as you can. Get. And it and it's also represents rebellion. Like I think of like a young Nick Bonbo rude. Like if if you got your hands on some bottle rockets, you were rebelling a little yeah. bit, All and right. that's kind of like innocent, really rebelling. That's that was kind of fun because you could hear them in the you'd hear them from other neighborhoods. but like, man, I tell you, the <laughs> neighborhood down the street's crazy, man. Okay, that is 22 minutes on fireworks. (laughs) I apologize for people that wanted to hear actual real stuff. We're going to get to it now, though. Um, All right, juicy quotes. Let's start with, we're going to get into the Bill Moose quote on six wins. But let's start with Scott Frost had a two-hour sit-down with, I think, the Lincoln Journal star and the Omaha World-Herald and touched on a lot of different things. But maybe the most juicy quote, if you want to just look at football here, is what he said about Adrian Martinez. And because Frost is, had always kind of like never, he'd always kind of backed Martinez. He always kind of didn't say much critically about him, all those things. You know, like this was the first quote that was like, oh, it's a little bit of a window into last year. Frost said, quote, it's his mindset and his approach. He came in his first year and had to compete for that spot, and he looked like a competitor every single day in practice. Year two, I think because of the situation, he was able to put it in cruise control a little, and I think that showed up on the field a little more. That's not to put everything on him, but I don't think he'll be lax in his preparation ever again. That's the first we've heard. Because in some ways, every time Frost talked about Martinez, he either he removed blame from Martinez and placed it almost all around him. You know what I mean? This was the yeah. first time, and maybe I'm maybe I'm missing some quotes. Like I feel like this is the first time Frost kind of put some of this on Martinez. Uh, Nick, I mean, I'm I'm glad you
1: like were here today to talk about this because I read the paper this morning and that was if i had a highlighter i would have highlighted that exactly what you then sent me and i said i just read it because yep. he talked around that for six months yes he said you know he's fine uh, you know the, the people around him right, right now be are not doing, around him yeah. and, and and he was injured and those things are true yes and so though those were not lies those were not necessarily excuses those are like were true things that happened but he i think because you want to protect your players you don't say that right after the season like he let time go before he's now laying a see. sort of like there was maybe something to martinez that was a maybe a little step back and i it, it actually validates what i thought i saw yes which was the urgency to hit a hole, the urgency to do something, seemed like it was a little bit more just like it was never urgent. Right. Not that he was just like – he. I thought he played to win. I thought he He seemed like he, he – you know, like he didn't make a ton of mistakes necessarily. Like I mean, he made some, but it was just more like there was a little bit of urgency that I think he – he was missing especially in like the start
0: games out. Yeah.
1: You know, I think sometimes he found it in like the th- fourth quarter or something but
0: uh, and that all now makes sense, right? Because it does. like I think we were all trying to one of the most perplexing things or probably the most perplexing thing about year 2 was what happened to Martinez? What was going on with Martinez? And this quote was the first quote that felt like it outside of like he got surgery and he was banged up all those kinds of things. This is the first quote that you're like, that that makes sense a little bit. Because yeah. you use the word urgent. I think that's a good way that he lacked a little urgency at times on the field. Yeah. I would say he didn't look sharp yeah, at times uh, yeah. on the field. And then I would also say that I felt like he looked a little out of shape. Yeah, and And to me, those three descriptive terms kind of jive with what he just said. Because, yeah. there, like, there was this hesitancy, and I think we were a part of it because I think we all, we can't act like 2018 year one didn't happen. Like, we saw what this dude could be. Yeah, You know, some for a lot of players, we give them the benefit of the doubt, and we hold them in high regard, and they've never done shit, right? Martinez isn't that. Martinez was really good as a freshman. So he's five. Even though we gave him the benefit of the doubt at times, like he had proven to all of us to me that like he showed you what he could be, but this was a season in which like, I would say outside of probably the second half of the Illinois game and maybe first half against Colorado, you kind of just never saw it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, he was, he
1: never hit his stride. Like I felt like there was moments in 2018 that he was, Whew. he was firing, right? He was, he was just running with a purpose, running he with a purpose. He was just every little throw. It just seemed like it was quick and easy and decisive and his down the field balls had better touch. And and then something just like, he looked he looked a little slow. And then he was looked, like I said, it didn't ever look urgent when he was running it. And then he kind of got out of sync with a couple of those games and he gets hurt. And it's just like, it nev- he never really found his stride to
0: me. Right. And then, because all this can be true at the same time, like everything you just said, he got out of sync. He never hit his stride. And then they were worse around him. No Stanley Morgan, high snaps. Uh, oh, yeah. jD gets banged up Wandale gets banged up uh maurice Washington is suspended and then he's on a milk carton and you know all those things like so it was just a perfect storm yeah i mean we we could not take the top off no with
1: anybody we had no reliable outside receiver and then Wandale being banged up and you know and JD was jD but like he didn't have anybody to throw it to, and then he also didn't have anybody to get the pressure off of him. So, running back totally. wise, didn't have anybody to hand it to that was consistent. You know, Mills Mills became a little bit yeah. more consistent, but then like that short passing game with this offense is so important. And when they don't have to worry about anybody going over the top, then it's like they are just pressing the the line and you know f- flying up and tackling where. You know, I think we were so much more successful right. when we had Stanley to really keep people honest. And people, I, I just feel like they weren't pressing on. We had so many more of those little quick bubbles and those little, like, designed right. quick throws that make that made get that you in a rhythm. Going. That get, yes. When it's, he's in a rhythm, like, then, he, then we see what he can do. It's just a lot of those first down, like, minus yardage plays, and we're second and 10, and we lost our. Right. our like that was a this the tale of last season in a lot of ways where man we just never got it going.
0: So but I think what's interesting and this is where I want to I want to really get your take on this. I think one of the most interesting things for an athlete is how do you react to a little success and a little praise? What happens to you? Do you know, like, so you get you win a starting job, you have a good game, you get interviewed after the game, you maybe have a good season, and then you're getting a little hype around you, all those things. What happens? There are certain people that just that that lights a fire in them to even hit it harder. You know what I mean? Like, okay, I won the job, I had a good game, it's like a drug. You know what I mean? Like, I gotta, I, I need more of that. And then there's some people that they feel like they have, they have some success, they have a good season, they get some praise, and they relax. And I would say I'm surprised, I, even though it all made sense, what Frost said in that quote all made sense, it still surprised me to read it from the standpoint of that's not really who I thought Adrian Martinez was. He wasn't a guy like. It's interesting to me that he 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 relaxed, and maybe I'm taking this too far. Like he had maybe felt like he made it, and let up a little bit. See, I, that's why I don't know. Like when
1: you say that stuff, I don't know that that uh, that was in his heart or. His yeah, head. I, that's yeah what, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that that's the case. I do think though, Nick, there is the how do you react after you've had success and how do you react out uh, after you've had some struggles? And I think th- with Martinez, what's interesting is he, he kind of had a, he had success and he had a, his response was a a, a, a bit of a struggle season, but now it's like this year, it's like, is he a guy that's, does the, is he going to go the other way now? Is he going to bounce back or is it right. going to get worse? I, right. I don't know that there's, it's staying the same. I, Right, I think he'll probably go one direction or the other.
0: And that's what I just don't know. I just think it's interesting that he... Because think about this guy. Like, he did, you know, he's... Remember, he had to beat out Tristan Jebbia. Yeah. You know, I bet that was an intense everyday competition. Like, you've been in a... When you're in a position battle, man, you got to bring it every day. And it does... Like, there's something real to that of, like, competition brings out the best of you because, like, you feel like if you have one bad day... You, you know, that might be it. That might be it you know, like
1: if you, if you lose, if you lose, sometimes it's, it comes down to, you know, they're grading your every rep, right? And then they go, man, well, this is basically a draw. So we're going to look at the reps and like, Oh, he was a little bit better. Well, isn't the,
0: there's a famous story of, of heading into 95 where Tom Osborne had an open competition for Brooke Berenger and Tommy Frazier. And the decision to go with Tommy came down to like, I want to say like he, had a fewer uh, uh, they charted like intercept. There was something like with turnovers in yeah. practice. Tommy was a little better, and that's how small it can be yeah. when it's when it's that close. So that keeps you sharp. But I mean, I, you think about like the one thing I always wondered was how Nebraska was in such a weird place, and Martinez kind of like typified it. In Nebraska hadn't achieved anything yet, they were getting anointed with. Everything heading into last year, they hadn't one shit yet. They're the pick to win the West and you know win nine or ten games. Martinez still was—I mean, as for as good as the season he had, they didn't win a lot of games yet. He was one of the five or six top Heisman front runners heading into the year, yeah. and that sometimes you don't know how kids are going to react to that. And I think it's clear that for whatever reason. Martinez was in cruise... I mean, again, I'm just going to go off of... All you can go off of is what Frost said and what you saw on the field. And there there must have been a little bit of Martinez relaxed a little bit and put it on cruise control and wasn't as razor-sharp in his preparation because I think he maybe got fat and happy thinking, well, no one's going to take my job and look at all these magazines that I'm on the cover of and look at all the Heisman odds. I'm on them.
1: Yeah, I think... You know, this is, uh, and I'm speculating completely here, but I, I, I do think that there's a, a possibility that it's not even that he was like, oh, I'm I'm good. It's more like he didn't know that he needed to be as urgent or more urgent than he. Maybe like you can talk yourself into the best thing to do is if I'm just like if I'm cool and just you know just sure you know Rel- y- y- maybe
0: maybe he was like I need to just. Just relax. Do it and just like, don't. You know, I. you never I know. You, you never know. I'd to hear his. I hope at some point he could kind of like. It'd be interesting to get his rebuttal yeah, on that. You know, I think you know? he he
1: would he, he does such a good job of not making excuses and, and yes, you know yeah. he, he. I don't know that he would publicly go down that road. I bet you, if you got him here in private and you said, "Hey, what were you thinking?" You know, in with your approach and all that, and stuff. and he may he may give you some of the insight of like. You know, I, I was just thinking, you know, my job is not to, not to press it and, and yes. like or, you know, who knows what it is, but I, I think nobody knows but him and that you'd have to get him probably right out of the media, uh, out right. of like the public sphere to get that real answer. I would say though, the thing that's interesting, and how he felt when he got injured and all, all that, that stuff, no doubt.
0: That's where I'd like, again, we're only getting one person's perspective on this, um, Hey, guys, quick break to talk to you guys about Pella windows and doors. And uh, I, I want to make sure that you guys understand that Pella windows of Omaha and Lincoln, they're following CDC guidelines uh, during this coronavirus situation. They can safely serve any of your window and door needs in the showroom or in your home. All the employees at Pella and the customers are are completing a COVID-19 questionnaire as provided by the CDC prior to entering the showroom, entering the office, and uh, any uh, potential customer's home. And all the employees are required to self-quarantine for a recommended 14 days if uh, that individual comes into contact with someone who's tested positive, if they traveled anywhere outside of the Omaha-Lincoln area. Bottom line, they are taking all the necessary precautions to make sure that they are safe and you are safe so you can safely move forward with your window and door needs. And uh, on top of all that, as a result of all this stuff with the coronavirus, uh, Pella is offering temporary special financing options. They are now available. So, man, now is the time to take advantage of these special rates And uh, put that value back into your home, and you have that peace of mind knowing that all the necessary safety uh, protocol and precautions have been uh, put into place by Pella, so you know the whole time you can feel safe. Give Pella a call, 402-493-1350, or check them out online at PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. We have two more things on this. I don't know how you were, I think you were built like me because you and I are kind of cut from the same cloth, but like my mentality as an athlete was like, I was perpetually, constantly paranoid that I could lose my job regardless of the situation. Always. Like I was always terrified to to not bring it in practice, to miss a practice, to whatever, because Mm -hmm. I was always scared that I could be replaced even when I was a starter captain, clearly the guy, you know what I mean? And then there, so there's, it's interesting that, that Martinez wasn't in, didn't have that thought process. And then I also, there was always an element of like, I always wanted to be the best, like be better. You know what I mean? Like there's an element of like, I want to be better. Why I want to be the best I can be. And to be the best I can be, that means you're getting better. Yeah.
1: Uh, Getting better. See, I, I was, I mean, I for sure my, you know, I was competing for a job for, Three years, mm-hmm. really. It was only my senior year that I felt like I was like you had it. I had a spot, right? right. But I was—I mean, that was after an all
0: Big Twelve season. That think I felt about like, that, though. But think about what you just said, though. Yes, yeah. telling. But that—that's. Only... true. Like in '06, you still had to like I had to win the job. You had to win the job. Yeah, the year you were all conference, I had to. You had win to it. win the job. Yeah,
1: I mean, <laughs> right. no question. But uh, you know, I, I do think though that I don't know. It, it's just. It's just, I'm just, no, no, but what I I was getting at was the getting better part. That's what I relate to because like, to me, it's like, if you're not getting much improved from year to year, there's something wrong. Right. Like that's how I felt about myself. So I, I wasn't, I was more worried about that actually than I was the, who I was competing against. I was really concerned with how much better I'm getting. I really did that. I, I, that was a huge factor in my mind. Right. So I just think it's interesting that, that, but I, I see Martinez seems like the kind of guy that that's what wants I guess to that's what's better. so hard
0: about this Quipo is like when
1: he when he says cruise control that actually doesn't sound like Martinez's
0: attitude normally, right? I know, but and then and then the whole thing I don't think he will be lax in his preparation. I mean, again, like that is insinuating that he, that Martinez was more like didn't prepare the same, and that's just like. I don't know. I, I, I mean, just again, can't you imagine wanna, he wouldn't a, be. See, this is a problem like what we do in, in the media is like we, we beg for honesty and realness from coaches and then they'll give us a little something and if we, we take it and like blow it out of proportion. So sure. I want to make sure we're not like taking this and making this into like, you know, a mountain from a molehill here. Like, But I just think it's interesting. It's like. Yeah, because, but
1: I think what the one thing Adrian has done is he's he's proven to be a good guy. He's has been no like a question. good guy. He's the kid that's trying to do all the right things. And I really think he probably was doing all the right things. I think that there is, you can do that, but the urgency with, with which, how you like, how you do that is also makes a difference. And the competition forces that to another level, which we can all agree, right? Yes. Like if you, if somebody's literally every, on your heels, yeah, getting yeah. every other rep is, is like, you're going it, it's just a different mindset, totally. right? I, yeah, I agree. It's why when you're facing the scout team or you're facing, you know, the Gophers or the, or the Badgers, like, it's different. Right. So I think that's that's what I'm going to try to take from this is, like, you got to make it different where maybe he just was like, oh, no, this is it. And I'm still working hard and trying to be the best me. But yeah. But he maybe didn't – he wasn't aware of how – of how much you got to keep that knife sharp right yep i don't know that you know that until it's not sharp enough and and right? and,
0: and, and again you always have to remember these guys are even though Adrian comes off like he he's well spoken he he handles himself in a mature way he still was you know 18 19 years old like you're yeah. still young and you're learning about life and about comp and you're figuring it out. you're figuring it out yeah uh last thing on this we're we get to the moose quote on six wins I said this to you before we turned on the mics. That was the... Anytime people have talked about an open competition and, you know, it's this this spring and this, this fall camp, like, it's open competition. Martinez might not win the job. It could be McCaffrey. I used to always internally roll my eyes at that a little bit. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, Martinez, this isn't an open competition, come on. I would say this quote and even some of some of Frost's subsequent quotes is praising Luke McCaffrey. This was, reading that quote was the first time that I, I kind of felt like that this is more of an open competition than I thought it was. And again, I can only speak from what was going on in my head, and it might be shame on me for not thinking that it was, but I never lend any credence to the whole notion of an open competition. And now I think I kinda do. Where are you at with that?
1: I, I think for the most part I do. I, I, I think Martinez is is just more he's just had so many more reps. Right. He's had so much more on the field experience um, that I think he's gonna walk away at this job. However, I think the the mindset has changed with Scott Frost. Not with Adrian Martinez. I mean it will change think, with yeah. Martinez. I'm saying Scott Frost now, I believe, uh, will be willing to play Luke if something's not going That
0: rope has shrunk a little bit. Like I don't think he's going to let... Now, you always got to let players play through mistakes, but I don't think he's going to be as willing to let Adrian...
1: No. The last two years, he had a way, way longer leash because Scott Frost was... I think in his mind, and I think we've talked about this at nauseam, the mindset was never win at all costs, I don't think. Right. I don't think that was Nebraska's mindset the last two years. I think it was build a program. Right. And it's going to start shifting into win at all costs, and that is where the guy that can win the game is going to play. And the guy that's not getting it done will come out. I totally and that agree. was not the mindset right. because they were in program building mode with a bunch of young kids. And
0: we've talked also about this ad nauseum too, that there also was the element, and sometimes it takes time to, to uh, r- maybe rid yourself of this thought process. I've said it before. I think there was a part of Frost that when he looked at Martinez, he saw himself. And he remembered what it was like to get criticized by the fan base for everyone to be calling for his job, for everyone to wanting to see the second string quarterback get put in over him. And he remembers what that was like. And he remembers how how much it it hurt him to get pulled in that Central Florida game. And then he also remembers how good it felt when Frost or when uh, Osborne finally publicly like totally backed Frost. And so I think there also was a little bit of that. That sometimes when you see yourself in someone, you you get more protective of it, and and so I think those your mindset, what you said about the mindset of win at all costs, and I think the what I just laid out, those things are going to start start to alter a little bit, which that in and of itself is going to create a situation that is going to be more of a open competition, and whoever's getting the job done, they're going to be playing.
1: Yeah, and I, I, the good thing in my mind about this year, I mean, besides it's COVID and it's crazy, right? Right. Um, is if any of these receivers that can come in and actually can elevate that position group. Right. The running back situation should be better. The offensive line situation should be... Uh, should be better. Should be a lot better than the last three years. Yes. I mean, so, so those things should give the quarterback position, which... We're thinking is Adrian Martinez, the ability to show what he's got if he's got it, and that's that's what I think is going to be a positive is if he has those things which it's looking like he's going to have, then he's, he gets we get to see what he is, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not we we can't leave the excuses that we left last year, which was he you know he he didn't have the things around him he needed and he was a little bit banged. Those things are not going to apply this year. Right. He's got the experience. He's older. He's going to be a three-year starter. He's going to have more weapons, hopefully, quote-unquote, hopefully. We think they're coming. Um, But everything should be more set up for
0: him to show what he can do. Totally, totally, totally agree. So, interesting. Something tells me we're going to have lots of conversations like this before hopefully the season kicks off. And so that was the first juicy quote. Second, juicy quote to get to is from Bill Moose. And if you remember last year at big 10 media days, while, while Nebraska was kind of the darling and picked to win the West and people were talking about when they went in nine, 10 games or whatever, Bill Moose kind of threw a bucket of cold water and everything at big 10 media days where he said, Hey, just, I want to get to six wins. And everyone was like six wins. What, what are you talking about? Right? Well, then the season played out and it kind of, turned out to be kind of true. Well, Bill Moose sat down with Stephen M. Sippel of the Lincoln Journal-Sar. I think they were at Chili's or Applebee's. Well, uh, You want a an onion before uh, we get into how many games we're going to What do you win? think about the quarterbacks? Uh, uh, what's your running back like? Is he big? I like him big. Do you like
1: him big, Scott? I love Sipp.
0: <laughs> uh, but Bill Moose, on expectations, I'll give you the kind of the full quote. Uh, he said... I know we're going to be better. We keep getting better players, so I think getting to six wins is more doable than a year ago, and it's obviously way more doable than two years ago. Six is still the number, and I think we're fully capable of doing that and winning even a couple more if the ball bounces right, especially if we can play the schedule as it is now. I mean, we have four at home right off the bat, but the big thing in that is he from last year to this year is staying consistent on saying, I just want to, my, my expectation, what I want to see is six wins. Yeah. Now, do you want me to kind of lay, like, I think there are two different ways to look at this. So I think there, let's start with the fact it's I'll like start the with fireworks, the negative. We'll start, <laughs> let's start with, no, well, no, let's start with, uh, no, I want to start with the positive. Like let's lay out why his quote is totally reasonable. When you look at it like this, Nebraska, a program here, has had losing seasons in 4 of the last 5 years. They haven't gone to a bowl game in 3 straight years. This is a program that hasn't won a conference championship in 20 years. Nebraska's 18 and 26 in conference play the last 5 years. Nebraska's home record over the last 3 years is a losing record. They're 9 and 12 at home. And then, so when you look at it like that, it makes sense, right? Like it makes sense to look at all that. And oh, by the way, when you just then look at the frost era, two straight losing seasons, two straight years of no bowl practice, they missed an entire spring ball. They, you know, they've had a messed up disjointed spring and summer workouts. It all makes sense. Like it's, I think one of the things that's hard for people is the concept of progress. Like it's hard. I think it's kind of weird if you say it out loud that some people expect – like, if me and you start working on we're going to start heavy benching. It's kind of Is it kind of stupid for us to think we're going to go from, like, all right, we're doing 185, but you know what we're going to do tomorrow? 290. Yeah. Like, there's incremental jumps of improvement you have to make. Like, it's hard to go from winning four and five games to all of a sudden you're winning 11 and 12 games and winning championships consistently. Like, it, it typically – now, you can have your teams that come out of nowhere – but it typically doesn't work like that. So, like again, you think about the regular season win totals—the last three years: four wins, four wins, five wins. It makes sense to say, "Let's get to six wins," right? Like, I think that's so. Say, I think, it's I think a it seems safe, reasonable. It's a safe thing to say, right?
1: I mean, I thought it was a safe thing to say last year, and it's a safe thing to say this year. You're showing progress, but the reality is, last year was. Uh, a big letdown to only win six.
0: I you mean, only we, win five.
1: What's well, I mean, to, to only win five. Yeah. To, to not, not win, to, six. Not win yeah, six. to not win. six. And then yep. the year before, I mean, same thing, like, you know, to lose your first six, the way we did, it's like, that's, that's the story to me. It's like, we talk about, we can talk about number of wins. It's just like, to me, it's so, just like, we got to show in, Improvement, Like, not do what we've done the last two years with giving away games. That's really – that, to me, is more – you know, we
0: can put a number to it, but it's more of that. I mean, I agree. that's what we got I agree. Do. I want you know, you want to th- – I dubbed the thing – you know, you want to see progress through the process. And I think the thing that was the hardest thing to swallow about last year is there was – not only was there no, like – the progress wasn't there, and then the process didn't look good either, right? Like, yeah. I don't think there's any question. They took a step back last year. Like, I feel like the last six games of the first of year one of Frost, they were, they were heading in the right direction. And then, unfortunately, last year, they kind of took a step back. But I think you hit on something that's interesting. Before I get into where you kind of like – how you kind of read that quote and you want to just, like, take a shower, you feel so dirty. But you – are they closer than we think? that makes Moose's quote like you want to dismiss it a little bit from the standpoint of, I, I was listening to on Sportsmanlike Conduct and Bishop had the stat of Nebraska, the last two years, they're three and nine in one score games, which is the worst record in
1: power five. Th- that's the story to me. So Nick, that's, that's our first two
0: seasons. That's so it. so that's the thing. So you could, so that's where so then I could argue you could argue, we could argue that they had no business not winning at least six games the first two years. So wouldn't it stand a reason that it's it maybe is nonsensical to then say, well, then the goal is six wins, where they were they were a better than a five and a four win team the last two years. Let me just tell you something.
1: If we would have not had probably the worst case scenario first two years, which is kind of what happened. <laughs> yeah, it's really the worst, right. right the things bounced how they did the mistakes we made cost us not games like, Oh man, we sucked and we got beat by 40. We lost six games by less than a uh, one, one score, right? Six, six games. Right. So then instead of being, you know, eight, eight wins one year and six wins the next or whatever, like, you know, we were five and four, right? Five wins and four wins. And, if we win six and eight, right, you know what Moose is saying for this year?
0: Eight. Right.
1: And there's nothing – I mean, that's where it's like it doesn't matter. that It doesn't have to have – you don't have to go up every year. But, you know, he can't say eight when we haven't gotten to eight yet, though. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like yeah. With like, a way harder – and the schedule is so much harder that, like, he has to cover his butt by being, like, low. The, 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 you're so low. much
0: better off l- – setting the bar low and exceeding than the other way around.
1: What did, what what does it help if Bill Moose says we need to win nine games this year? Right. Or all I think we can could, win 10 games. All you know? he's doing is putting his coach at risk.
0: That's all he's doing. So, I want to do something and then then rip on the fact that we just did this. So, I mean, let's just go through the first two years and we'll just real quickly be like, should they have won that game? And I know, yeah. I mean, you can play the shoulda-coulda game, but like, let's play the shoulda-coulda I game. I want to play it. Let's do it. Okay. Uh so, year one, Frost's first year. Colorado at home. Should have won. Should have won the game. Okay. Troy, the next week. Should have won. Should have won. At Michigan, got there Should not have won. Oh. I mean, maybe should have been, like, moved to FCS after that game. <laughs> uh, Purdue at home, lost 42-28. I'm going to say they shouldn't have won that game. Shouldn't have won that game. I, don't, I, think, they got, I think they got, like, beat fair and square. At Wisconsin, 41-24. I'm going to say have shouldn't have won that game. At Northwestern, 34-31 should've in Should have won that game. Should have won that game. Uh, then they... Then they beat Minnesota. Then they beat Bethune Cookman. Then at Ohio State. No, I'm gonna say no, just because
1: even though they should have won that game, it's Ohio State, and you should never. Just I'll give you should've. that. Should I'll never should have with Ohio State.
0: You get me a bottle of wine, I could make the should have could have argument. All right. Um, and then they they first degree murdered Illinois. Then they beat Michigan State in a snow globe. And then at Iowa. Even though that game was 31 28, I actually thought Nebraska shouldn't have won that game. No, nope. In my opinion. Nope. So so we said what we said should have beat Northwestern, should, be should have beat Troy, should have beat Colorado. There's three. That's seven wins that season then. Okay. Easily. Right? I mean, I don't yep. think I don't think we were we those were three out teams, of out those, of bounds no. with that stuff. Okay.
1: Three teams, two years later, I'll say I thought
0: we were way better than so then, let me get pull up the 2019 schedule here. Sorry, this is taking a while. I just want to make sure I have it all in front of me. Um, at Colorado. Should have won. won. Had no business losing that game. Um, so, again, they beat South Alabama. They should have beat Colorado. They beat Northern Illinois. Beat them good. At Illinois, had a nice comeback. Yeah. Uh, you know, a nice second half, I should say. Ohio State at home. Game day was here. Oh, boy. Nope. Oh, boy. Um then beat Northwestern 13-10. to 10, Then at Minnesota got their fannies waxed. Not, no. Nope. Um, Indiana at home lost 38-31. I'm trying to remember.
1: Well, that so that was Noah's fumble. Yeah. Noah Vedrill's fumble where I thought we were in control of that game and he fumbles and they score and it's sort of like that was the end of that game. In my, but you know, I, I don't, I I'm think not, I'm not crazy. Let's about come it. back to that one. Let's okay, come back. I'm not
0: crazy about that, but like, let's come I'm back. I'm on the fence on that one. Yeah. Pass. Uh, at Purdue, should have won. Should have won that game.
1: Should have won. Inside the red zone all day
0: long. Oh, gee, many Christmas. Um, Wisconsin at home, 37 21. I'm going to say no. No. Right? It's Wisconsin. Maryland at at their crib, murdered them 54 to 7. Um, And then Iowa at home.
1: Had the had the chance.
0: So what's weird is as you they they had more shouldas probably in the first year than the second year, which is interesting. The first year, I mean, the first year was like we were we weren't even generous and we had. I mean, it was like they just pissed games away. They should have all been wearing diapers because they just. Well, and if over. we
1: win seven, it's like then our recruiting class is that everything's much better. everything's a little different. But okay. so so the next year, okay, let's we, we've got you, for two, sure
0: one for sure Colorado, and for, I think that sets the stage a little bit different for everything else. Yeah, I think that is the for sure one. So that gets you to six wins. Yeah, and then between Indiana at home losing 38-31 and Iowa at home losing 27-24 between one of those do, two do you think it's reasonable to say Nebraska should have won one of those yeah, games flip
1: a coin between one of those so we should have had price 7 and 7 for those two years fair
0: if we don't totally piss it away every time we had a chance so they pro- so as we talk this out we really should be talking about two team a team that went 7 and 5 7 and 5
1: well, and then we would be going to a bowl game each right. year. Right. And then maybe. and then you'd maybe say and they should eight. win eight games or they should win nine. And then games. you're an eight win team, right?
0: And then if you're an so, eight win
1: team, and I just feel like if this team had a month to prepare for a game, that it's just like Frost versus Alabama. Like I, I feel Auburn. like we Yeah, yeah I think I think that's we're one of those teams that we're better in that situation.
0: Okay. Now let's rip on what we just did. Because who is it? Bill Parcells Parcell is Bill Parcell's whole line of like you are what your record says you are. Yeah like so the whole are we closer than we think or do we need to accept that this is like there's a reason over the course of 2 years that every time it came to winning time they didn't win i here's here's
1: my my take i think we are way way closer to a 9 and 3 west division championship team than people think i think we are also Way farther away from winning a national championship than, oh, than some people would yeah, give us credit. Yes, like I, I think we have the talent and the coaching staff, um, and the 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 culture being built. That like I think we're going to get to those eight, nine, one seasons again. I do, but well, so do I. I mean, we have to get a whole another level of player. You, you know, you got to have three or four guys usually. The, the teams that win national championships. There's three or four of those guys that are first-round draft picks coming no, from those Even, even
0: the, te- the the teams that win, you know, are going to Big Ten titles. And, you know, the, like, they got pros. Like, I mean, look at the NFL draft each each of you the know, last handful of years. Like, there's a—, that, they, got like, a Bo-
1: they got a BOSA every couple of years at Ohio State. They got, you know, a—, a, Chase, a Chase Young. Chase Young, you know. Uh, yeah. Like, and then, you know, Nick, if we're not seeing anybody like that in our team, which we, we don't have a guy like that in our team right now. No. Not a guy that's a first round guy right now. No. Not one, okay? So it's really hard to win conference titles and especially, you know, being in that playoff and winning national titles if you don't got two or three or four guys in those first couple rounds of the draft. Because I'm just telling you, like, you got to have. I mean, we were talking, I think, in one of our pods about looking back at Ohio State and, like, we look at that game and it's like those impact guys, those first. Those top ten picks they had. They controlled the game. The dude, the, the defensive back. Jeffrey Okuda, Okuna, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Made a pick. Right. Forced by Chase she Young. flushing Young, flushing yeah, him right, out. like. right. And we were like, you know, those are the things you don't realize is those guys changed the game. Even Colorado, for two years, we got beat by that
0: big, Le, strong. LaVisca Chenault.
1: Chenault. Yeah. That dude was so strong right. and so good that... At the end of the game, they just lob it up to him about three or four times,
0: and he made, and he made make great place. Yeah. And
1: like that guy changed the game. If they don't have him, we beat Colorado two years ago. Like our whole has changed because of that guy, right? And because of Chase Young, right. and you know, like these are. It's that's the part that I think that people might not grasp is those guys. Like you got to have a couple of those guys. Totally
0: agree. So it's it's it's. You can argue a lot of different ways of this. I think they're better. I think they're better than what their record has shown the last handful of years. But they're not. They still have a. With that said, they still have a long ways to go. But here's here's what makes. While I can sit there and like try and say like oh yeah you know six wins it makes sense, but it's hard. That quote is hard to swallow and and agree with, when you're still talking about a program that fired two nine-win coaches where that that's hard. And then also the same guy, Bill Moose, who's saying got to get to six wins, he said when Frost was hired, we got Ohio State and Michigan, I think he said, quote, shaking in their boots with Frost at the helm. And then Frost also said before he ever coached a game in Nebraska – You better get us now because by year two, we're going to be dangerous. So it's hard to have all those things be true and now be saying, we just got to get to six wins. We just got to get six wins because that does feel like the standard is getting moved. The goalposts are getting moved, however you want to look at it. So it gets, that's where it does get hard to hear that quote and go, no, no. Things have
1: changed. We, we had a opportunity. The opportunity was not. I mean, the players of here were not the opportunity. The opportunity was Scott Frost was the hottest coach in the country.
0: Yes. He was. Like you can laugh at that, but go back physically, to twenty seventeen. Physically. Physically not Physically, and he was hot. <laughs> physically from, a, from the gun standpoint. As Nick
1: Bob would say, the guns. The guns The were, guns no. were hot, and his coaching record was even hotter. <laughs> and his coaching record wasn't that bad either.
0: What's hotter? Wait, what happened? What's hotter? What just is happened? Is guns
1: or is coaching record? Debatable. We had the hottest coach in the country, and his record wasn't bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, just joking. Um, but I guess there was that window. So when, when Scott is the guy, everybody knows this, this guy's won coach of the year. Right. You know, the national champions down in Central Florida, uh, you yeah. know, quote, unquote. Right. And, so proclaimed. and really like what he was saying was a potential if we like if we win seven games and we don't sort of lose some of that shine with with how things went with going 0-6, like all of a sudden, like we lost, like if he wins most of those first couple games and just okay, we win seven games, I think we're pulling an entirely different Recruit. Recruiting yeah, class. Yeah,
0: I mean that's what's so hard is momentum is hard to get, and it's also easy to lose. Yeah, and and unfortunately, the first six, seven weeks of the first year, Colorado or the the Akron game gets rained out. The you know, and then you go zero and six. It was like all the Nebraska was overflowing. Yeah, with momentum. Yeah, and all of a sudden, by the time they got to the to zero six, they were on e with momentum. Yeah, and and it's just it's to me it almost still feels like Nebraska's still recovering from that.
1: It is. It was. It was, it was such an unbelievably.
0: It was. A, it was it, just, I don't want to say
1: unlucky, but it, it feels like it feels more unlucky than it just does. Right. We don't have like it felt like everything went wrong everything
0: with, that could possibly go wrong yeah.
1: went wrong. Let's be honest. And that happens sometimes. And and it's just hard to accept that we're on the that side of it with right. with Frost. Because I think with Frost, we felt like the fact that he came available at that time when we needed to make the change. It felt so perfect. It felt right. so right that it's hard to believe things could go wrong with that
0: but that doesn't mean that things can't go
1: the other direction now and and start going our way. The the,
0: the thing that whenever I talk to, whenever I like talk to Fox people and I'm calling in, like, Hey, what's, what's Nebraska film about Frost? The descriptive term I always give them or the way I always describe it is to me, it's like you Husker fans and Frost. It's like a couple getting in a fight on their honeymoon. Like they still love each other. And they still are married to each other, and they're still going to have a great marriage. But they got to Turks and Caicos or Jamaica or Cancun on their honeymoon, and for some reason they got into a like they got into a fight, and it rained the entire honeymoon, and it rained it, the entire it, it rained the entire honeymoon, and the suite that they booked they they didn't have it, so they had to get this other room, and it sucked. And then they you got food poisoning, yeah. and they, like it was like one of those things. Like it doesn't oh, it doesn't mean that the, you ma- don't-
1: the marriage isn't over. And doesn't mean we're not going to have the greatest run of having children and and,
0: and greatest prosperous life ever. Yeah, the you best know, like,
1: but, the honeymoon but the
0: honeymoon got just sucked.
1: Out. Hey, if anybody's ever, yeah, if you've ever been gotten rain, like the full week when you go, we're on the beach for a week. Like, Here we go. Because I remember in Turk when I went to Turk, yeah, you got rain. It rained. The weather it was it rained shooting. and it was windy, and it never is windy there. It was so windy every day and cloudy that I was like, I was trying to explain to my wife. Like, she's like, This isn't bad. I'm like, this place never gets rain, and it never gets 360 days a year. It doesn't get rain, or it doesn't get a high wind. I mean, that's, and we got it. that's what it is, though. They're like
0: the honeymoon hit, and their their flight got delayed, and they didn't make the connecting flight. Then they lost their luggage, and then they got to the resort. They didn't room the room the reservation got messed up. They were in a different room, then it rained the whole week. That's how I would describe what has happened.
1: Everything went wrong. That's it. Every single went, thing went wrong.
0: Yeah. Still, Nebraska people still are in love with, they They still, Frost loves Nebraska, and Nebraska loves Frost, but it's just, they had a rainy honeymoon, man. They had a rainy one. That's all it is. That's all it is. Any yeah. any other thing with moose quotes? I mean, I, I I don't know what we well, figured out, but sometimes, what I like about what our conversations is we don't necessarily have, like, we just talk it out. Yeah. We don't. We it's don't necessarily. Th- it's our own therapy. Yeah, this is. We just talk it out. I don't know. I don't know if I necessarily have a concrete take on any of it, but I kind of do. I don't know. You just talk it out, and, and that's where it goes. We're we're a little over an hour. I think we probably we wrap it up or what, Doug? Like
1: the present on Christmas. Wrap Thursday. it up, Bo's but favorite. Maybe the Bo's, best. Bo's favorite holiday. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Can't wrap fireworks. No, you cannot. Unfortunately. Well, hopefully, Should- hopefully, if you see a snake or a spinner or something over the Fourth of July, I'm going to be in the hospital having a baby. So, oh,
1: Nick, Bob, yeah, about I that, almost yeah, forgot. right.
0: Well, I'm going to I'm going to say congratulations,
1: yeah. uh, preeminently, but obviously, I mean, that's
0: yeah. Just hope everything's happy, healthy, good, you know, all that stuff. But yep. I mean, I'm envisioning. Me being in like the delivery room and like outside, like it's, I mean, we're set to be induced on July 3rd. I mean, there literally could be like fireworks going off. As, is there a
1: term for a 4th of July baby? I don't know. I don't know. There should be. Like a, is it called like a Patriot baby? A Patriot, a Patriot yeah. baby.
0: There, so there should be, I but that's, that's what it get that's honestly what, like, mm. I think that's what it's going to be like. That's what I'm envisioning at this point, all right? That would be fun. It's going to be fun. So I'm glad we could do this. I and mean, when get, we get some – we've been so starved for things to talk about that, like, when I saw these quotes, I immediately was like, Bo, we got to talk about this stuff. Yeah, this is been, great.
1: I've been diving into all the recruiting, but that's about all you we've had for months now. But these,
0: but... Are, two, these are two good quotes yeah. here. All right, well, uh, happy 4th of July, my friend. And uh, let's just continue to think positive thoughts about football coming in the fall so we can see what happens with these Huskers, right? We'll be there. We'll be Be there. there. All right. In the meantime, go light a snake and uh, light a parachute and uh, have a couple beers, all right? All right. My thanks to Pella Windows and Doors. If you're thinking about a new window or a new front door, now is the perfect time. Give Pella a call at 402-493-1350 or check them out online at PellaOmaha.com. We will see you next time on the Nick Bob Podcast.
1: Production